now it's uh, the, the biggest growing pain was was feeling left behind. Um, it was noticing the gaps that needed to be fulfilled. Um, but then I couldn't be the weight to hold you back. You know, it's like you were starting to take off and start to go pro. And even what we moved then after that, um, seeing that, okay, now you are starting to kind of flap your wings. Maybe you haven't flown yet, but you started to flap your wings. And it's like, okay, I have to maintain this, let's call it a balancing act over here between these positions. I have to maintain this balancing act and make sure that we have what we need as a family. So that way you can step aside and start flapping your wings over there and see if you can take this off and, and, and fly and chase what you need to do. So it's like, I want you to do that. And it's not that I, di I, I didn't want to. I wanted you to fly. And I'm going to sit there and cheer you on, but I'm going to stay in the ground and take care of what we need over here and, and, and let you take off, you know? Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. Today, I've got a really special, really special interview for you. We got a very special episode for you. Are you all ready? Are you excited? You probably didn't see this coming. So here I am with Ahmed, <laughs> who you may know from inside the Hennapreneur community. If you didn't know, we also were married for quite a time. Hey, you want to give a shout out to, uh, to the people, to your new fans? <laughs> team Ahmed. Team Ahmed. See that hashtag. <laughs> that team Ahmed. Oh my God. So, um, yeah, so we are together for a kind of a special series, to be honest, as we're going into this new year, this new year brings a lot of new, a lot of new things. And, um, for us and for our family and in our journey, part of that new dynamic is um, co-parenting and so forth. Um, we, well, quietly, kind of quietly announced, or I should say, quiet, kind of quietly announced um, late last year that we had gotten a divorce and he's looking awkwardly out the window and I don't know what to read about that. I mean, that's oof. It's oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, we too are, we're now navigating, you know, we're navigating some new territory and, and um, part of that newness um, has led us to some really insightful conversations around, um, around life, around the personal journey. And obviously, you know, business plays into that in the context of like, there's just been so much change, you know, we've shared this journey over the past 10 years. And so he's had this very unique experience of like, 
watching me and watching the business grow and experiencing that, you know, as my life partner. And, um, yeah. And now like roles are a little bit different and we're whatever. So anyway, we've been having some really good conversations <laughs> and, um, we thought, thought that it would be insightful for the community to hear a little bit about what happens behind the scenes inside of a home, inside of a marriage, inside of a relationship when you're also like building this business. I think that oftentimes um, many of you are challenged by um, the partner dynamic that you may have or what does it look like to run a business with kids or with a spouse at home or um, what happens if my spouse, you know, doesn't support me or if they do support me or what if they're supportive but they're not giving me the support that I need or that I feel like I need and how do we make sure that we're on the same page? And so um, I'll be the first to say that Ahmed has always been a very good support system to me. And so I thought it would be um, fruitful, insightful, useful for y'all to hear his perspective also. So let's do it. We down? We down. All right. Let's go. All we, here we go. All or nothing. Straight no chaser. That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. Let's, uh, we can kind of start from the top. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about like, well, um, because the good people are going to want to know how we met or whatever. You want to tell the story of how we met? I mean, I can, but I suppose you can too. Well, you can. They don't just want to hear me talk. They hear me oh, talk we, all the time. We, we met, man, we have, we have quite the story. We have, I think it's a, it's a unique story. It's uh it's definitely a, uh, a, a tearjerker. We can just call it that. Right. Um, we, we met back in, in middle school. That's honestly where we met. Um, you lay eyes on somebody and, you know, everybody had the butterflies. So as, as, as they meant back then, um, and something unique stood about her, you know, uh, and it's, 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 it's crazy because you have the different groups in, in, in school. If you can remember that you have the different classes, you have, you know, the nerds at the bottom and then you have the preppiness up top <laughs> and then you have... You know the the norms in the middle, and then you have like this this just unique um, group. Like uh, this hierarchy. Is, this, this little hierarchy going on, right? <laughs> and she she stood in the you know the, definitely the the middle to upper class, and just that uniqueness. You know, wow. this is this is somebody. It's like you know, man, like this is somebody who's true to to, to themselves, and yeah, you know, I I, uh, I vibed towards something, but you know, if I were to place or something, it was definitely there, and it. it uh, it definitely stood with me for a while then after that. I think it was, you know, we met then and then disconnected and met, re-met, reconnected 10 years later. <laughs> Shout out to Facebook, by Shout the way. Out, yeah, go ahead, Facebook. Reconnecting <laughs> people, right? Let me let me get paid, Facebook. Um, so, it, I mean, it's, it's those feelings kind of just stayed throughout that time period. And then um, when we reconnected, it was kind of like just picking up where, where you met an old friend and conversations natural you know happened naturally i was i was very fond of you still and um i was excited to, to pick up from there so yeah so long story short facebook puts us back in contact weirdly <laughs> and um well, so no, i'm gonna go back and and i looked for you 
But you were, you were Where's Waldo? I played Where's Waldo for that time period. That's very true. I am... <laughs> and then, uh, then one day, you know, I guess you decided to go a little public or something because some privacy settings changed and you popped up. Man, it wasn't even that. You know what happened is Facebook kept recommending you to me as a friend and I kept saying no. You know how Facebook is like, do you know this person? Ouch. Yeah, I kept saying no because your profile picture at the time had three people in it. It was you and two friends. And you were on the side. And I couldn't, like, place. I'm like, I don't know these people. And so, but I recognized the name. But I'm like, I don't know these people. And I actually said no twice. It was on the third time that I was like, wait a minute. Yo, that's Ahmed. (laughs) And that's what I sent you the friends request. Anyway, (laughs) it was kind of a wrap from there. So we ended up getting married within about a year. And um, so... Let's take a step back. So we got married in 2012. So it was 2021. Wait, what? 20, 2011. <laughs> I can do math. Yikes. <laughs> it was 2011 when we like got back in contact. And um, and yeah, so we like courted for about a year and then got married in 2012. And during that time, I mean, y'all who've been around the entrepreneur circle know that, you know, I started my business in 2011 too. So he was like kind of, around as all of that started and that was interesting like what was it like for you seeing me start this this thing um we met in the beginning of 2011 and got married at the almost the end of 2012 so that's what uh 20 months 22 22 months september of 2012 (laughs) who's counting yeah (laughs) that's not that long no that's no, that's hold on. over a year. That's that's a year. It was a, like it's a year and a half. Two not years. Even. No, it's shy, not two. Shy of two months. Yo, Three that's months, not even. Months. No. <laughs> Somewhere in that range? Absolutely not. 2011, January 2011 is when I sent you a message. I remember that message very clearly till this day. Okay. And uh, <laughs> we got married September of 2012. Uh-huh. Everybody else could do the math. Oh, wow. Everyone else could do the math. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> So, but you didn't answer my question. <laughs> the quick, <laughs> yo, focus. I'm asking, what was it like for you to like see? Because when we met, I was a social worker, mm-hmm. and then obviously that didn't pan out, mm-hmm. and I end up opening this business. Yeah, I mean, meeting you, you were, uh, you could say, a normal person. You know, just just riding the. The the ride in the rat race, I guess you can say, and it was it was good to reconnect, and then you know seeing you transition from social work to business, um, it was you were in survival mode coming into starting your business because you didn't leave the the corporate world in the way that you hoped. Um, Ooh, so okay, so I remember. Just hearing you say that, I remember being in the car and calling you and telling you that I lost my job. I remember that conversation. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I feel like sometimes when I mention that journey of, like, starting my business was really not by choice, I feel like sometimes people don't believe that. (laughs) And I'm like, that's really what it was. Like, the nonprofit, I walked in the doors and they were like, yeah, you're fired. (laughs) 
And so I walk back out <laughs> and call this guy. And I'm telling him, like, I just lost my job. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't have any savings. Like, what? And I just remember you being really supportive. I, like, I remember you asking me if I needed anything and, like, all of that. Mm-hmm. Telling you that you were going to be okay. Yeah. And I was like, and that right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried because I'm like, she'll make it. And if she didn't make it, I got you. So it wasn't, there was no questions there. Hmm. Well, I mean, but I feel like early on, like, it was kind of a mess, though, to be honest. Like, starting the business, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So it's like me and Alex, and I'm hustling, you know, people out of the living room. And, like, I remember, like, selling shit out of, like... <laughs> you know, selling, like, furniture. Like, like really, when I say like, I was in it, making sure that I made ends meet, like, I was really in it. Mm-hmm. And you were just kind of, like, this constant hey, it's fine, hey, you got this, whatever. And then I just kept going. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to see some of that. I came in, well, you started selling stuff and whatnot when I still wasn't there. But um, coming in, I seen you hustle. And I'm like, you know what, you got it. It was just let you do you and then be the guardrail, support system, whatever it is that you want to call. And... Um, you were still navigating. You were still trying to figure things out. What was it like for you to like to be that support person, especially in the early times when like things were really unsure? Um, it was. It was like you had jumped in the water, and I jumped in the water with you, and I held on to the life raft, and. I had to swim and be around your vicinity and holding on to this this life raft, this rope, you want to say, back to security in a way, in the means of my job. And, and, you know, because I was still trying, I had moved. We'd moved. I was, you know, trying to find my place there. I'd left everything here. And it's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll slowly transition and I will take care of the bills and uh, I will let you figure out what you need to do. Um, But remember, at that time, I was working and then also running a business. (laughs) (laughs) So a a business that I started from ground up there, and you helped me with it. So we were were both in that hustling mindset, but I I had no worry of you making it um, and you being able to be successful. Obviously, there was the worry of, okay, can we make ends meet this month? Or where do we need to be? How much do we have? You had that constant worry. But in, like, the belief system that I had towards you, that stood solo. And it was like, she will make it. She's smart. She's resourceful. She will find the way. So whatever she presented to me, I will listen. And then I will say, okay, how can I support? So it was, this is the... You had left something that didn't bring you happiness, and you were searching towards something that, at that time, it was more so survival, but it it brought you relief in a sense that there was no nine to five, you know? You 
want to start this journey. And then obviously you started a journey in something that was also sentimental to me. You know, I grew up around henna. So seeing, you know, me marry this uh, woman and she's, you know, into something that is also very close to me, it, it there was a lot of emotions there. So it's like, okay, she's doing it. I understand what she's doing. And I'm going to be here to support her to see her win. Aww. That's so sweet. <laughs> that is. Uh-huh. That's so sweet. Look at y'all sentimental over Hedna. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, that was my childhood. So seeing my childhood kind of circle back around and, you know, you, you, I had an interesting childhood. So Hedna for me was one of the, the, the happy moments. And just seeing it, seeing the special occasion, seeing family members get married, seeing that henna get put on them, that was one of the highlights of my childhood. So seeing that come back around, I think I was more still in a shock a little bit, like out of anything that she could possibly choose. You know, she's she chose something that was so close to home, like she couldn't have gotten any closer than that. So it was it was definitely an experience. And it was like, you know. I'm going to even support her even more, you know? It's It was a lot, but it was it was good. It was it was it was sweet like you said. <laughs> well, so we were so okay, so back then like we were it was like there's this uh balance because I was just starting the business and then I went back to social work. So like then, you know, we moved we moved into like a bigger place. It was a whole thing. We moved in a bigger place. I go back to social work. I'm working for the state. I'm like balancing the nine to five and the business. And at that point, like you also started to show up in the business at that point. Like we started doing OT days, the festival, mm-hmm. like it was our first festival. Um, like you started helping booth babying for me and like actually having a role inside of the business as well. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? Like, it was awesome seeing you hustle. So it was like, okay, we're gonna go set up. We're gonna we're gonna bring in income today. And what can we do to, to push? And it just, um, I mean, I, that was second nature to me. So seeing that kind of come into play, it's like, okay, we're gonna go out here and we're just gonna conquer it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna shovel as much muddy <laughs> as we can and bring it back home. So. Do you remember that when we made our first thousand dollar day? I remember, and it was like it was it was like oh my god, you know, <laughs> this is crazy. We just done like you know a week's worth, two weeks worth, yeah. whatever, and one day like it was whatever. It was just it was crazy. So it was like man, like this is this is a gold mine. Like let's just get back at it. So <laughs> it was very motivating, you know. Yeah, and you didn't have to go sit in an office and do that, and you didn't have to stress about that, and it was fun. So it was like, okay, like I can, I can do this. She can do this. We can do this, you know? So <laughs> It was. When, when, so, okay, I'm going to fast forward us a little bit to 2014. Because in 2014, we made a pretty significant decision. There was a couple things happening. One, we were expecting Maya, our middle, our middle little. Mm-hmm. So we're expecting Maya. Uh, we decided to move to Texas and also, we make the decision at that point, like, Alex was about to go into 
pre-K, like he needed to go into school, basically, and we didn't want to put him in school. I always wanted to homeschool. So that's when we decided that I'd go full-time with Henna. Like, what was that like for you to see, like, because we at that point, we're really letting go of the safety net. Mm-hmm. We're both stepping into something new. I'm trying to reopen this business brand new in a new state with no following, no anything. You're stepping into work also in this place that's, like, new new to us. How was, how did you feel about the transition from part-time to full-time? And I guess more specifically, like, as the, as the partner, because I think that's the interesting, like, perspective here, right? As the partner, seeing your spouse leave what's safe and go entirely towards something that's unknown, and for us, unknown on, like, many different levels, what was that like for you? Um, it was, it was bittersweet. Um, it was financially scary because it's like, okay, um, I know that that was important to you. You're like, you know what? I want to be at home. I want to raise our children. I want to homeschool our children. I want to go full time with my business. And that was important to you. So as a partner, as your spouse, it's like, okay, she's important to me. Her dreams and goals are important to me. And I'm going to support her. And how can I support her? So it, it it was definitely sweet in a sense to bring relief to you. But then it also was scary because now it's like I have to I have to step up and I and I have to carry this weight, this financial weight to make sure that we had the basics, that we had bills covered, that we had a home, that we had food, that we can still um, have money to, to live life have that abundance just to, to say, okay, let's go to the movies. Let's go do this. Let's, and just have that normal lifestyle. But having to really step up and say, okay, I'm going to carry this weight. And then whatever she brings in, like, great, she'll help, you know? And it'll bring a little bit of relief. But it's like, no, like, this is all on you now. And it was, it was, it's going to bring her happiness. So, you know, and I have the, I have a baby on the way. Now I have two babies that we got to take care of, you know? So... It it uh it was it was scary financially for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. I think there's like this interesting dynamic in our relationship because I feel like 2014 marked something that was kind of different for us in that prior to those first two years of our marriage, there was like this different balance. Like I feel like I, I was kind of already stable, even even accounting for, like, the instability of starting a new business and whatnot. I was, like, more stable. Like, I already had, like, my, my place, and I had a child, and I had all this whatever, and so then you came into that. Mm-hmm. And then in 2014, it was like, okay, now we really made this role reversal where it was like, okay, this is, you know, this is the man of the house, and, like, it, it became, like, it did. Yeah. It introduced this, like, new weight onto your shoulders. Yeah. Um... But, and it was an interesting dynamic for for me, too, I think, because on one side, I was, like, relinquishing control and also asking that you give me the space to take control of, like, my life individually. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It did. It was, it was, like, a, it was like a shift, and, and uh, it, there was a lot going on there. So 2014 definitely transitioned me mentally into head of household because before 
it was like we were partners still, you know, coming in, you know, I, 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 I had a wife I'd take care of. I had, a, I had a son to take care of. And it was, it was like partnership, you know, coming in, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to do this together. Cause you know, we're still newlyweds, you know, um, and we're going to figure this out and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to find our path. 2014 comes around and it's like, Hey, now you got to be head of household. Now you're, forget the fact that you are, uh, are now, a, you know, a newly husband, a partner. Forget that you're a newly parent, you know. Now you are head of household. Now you got to carry this financial uh, responsibility to make sure that you take care of these individuals now that, that, that you care about, you know. And do it all in a, in a new state that you've never been before. And then at the same time, make sure that you allow her to be her own person, you know? So it's like, on one side, it's like, awesome, you know, great. I can let her find her happiness. And then on the other side, it's like, well, man, like now I have to carry all this weight. Like, how do I function? How do I navigate through it? How do I not fail? You know, Mm -hmm. and these, you know, four, five, six roles that now I have to put this hat on, you know? So it was, it was a lot of pressure and it was like, have this pressure, but don't show weakness. You know, um, it was, you love your family. You got to step it up. You got to be, you got to be enough. You got to, you got to, you got to lead. So there was so many lanes. I'm going to call these positions lanes uh, that you have to pour water into and, and fill those cups up, you know, or, or, or whatever to make sure that they are fulfilling, that you are fulfilling those roles. So it was very difficult and it definitely added the, 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 the pressure. And it's like you're one person at the end of the day. And then you also got to leave yourself aside because you got all of these roles that now need your attention so it's like forget about time for yourself or who you are because now you're not you're no longer that person for me. Now you are a father. Now you are a husband. Now you are uh, a head of household. Now you are, and you know things kind of slowly, you know, took the back burner. And I think that that was a lot to realize that hey, you know, I'm still new into this thing, but what's more important here? And. I had to prioritize, and obviously, I had to prioritize what was immediate in front of me. So, mm-hmm. ooh, I feel like we're definitely going to be coming back here. We're going to be revisiting this. So, I definitely like. Okay, I have a question though, because I feel like in that time, because that was it, it was a new space for me too. I had always, been, I had always been head of household. I had always been the one like calling the shots, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And so, and I don't even just mean in your, you know, in our dynamic, but I mean, like, in general, I Mm -hmm. feel like that's been the tone of my life since I was around 16. Mm -hmm. So, um, for me, it was also definitely an interesting shift and mentality to go from, okay, this is, you know, I have to make these things work, really just operating in the masculine. Like, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. I feel like I was constantly... Uh, required by life and its circumstances to operate in the masculine. And 2014 really was like the first time that I was offered the opportunity to step back and to operate from a more feminine capacity, if we can call it like that, Mm -hmm. um, and allow you to like 
do the things and for me to kind of just be. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling, I remember feeling supported by you in that. But the question that I have now, like hearing you say this, mm-hmm. this is the first time I've heard you describe it in this way. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, did you feel supported at that point? Like in, in 2014, did you feel supported by me in your assumption of that role and like of that exchange, like exchange that we were having or did you like, what was that like for you? Um, I felt the pressure more. You felt the pressure more than than the support. Yeah. I, I, (laughs) I wondered where the support was because I, you had that history of 16 of having to, be head of household by choice or not by choice, you know, like you, that was your experience. I didn't have that experience. So now that I'm sure weighed heavy on you. So then you know how it felt Mm -hmm. and you know how heavy that weight was and you wanted to shift it towards me. And I didn't know how heavy that weight was because I never had it. You know, I was coming into it and I'm like, okay, how does this look like? How does this feel? How does, how much does this weigh? And I think the pressure was you knew what it took and what needed to happen and how much it weighed and that you didn't want to carry it, you know? You no longer want to carry it. You wanted to be that feminine uh, woman, you know? And, I, of course, I wanted to give that to you. Hearing it from you, I wanted to give, give it to you. But having to feel that, having to pick that up, I, I, I didn't have that. So having to then, you know, have it dumped on you in a way, it's like, well, this is too heavy, you know, (laughs) but it's too heavy, but you can't say it's too heavy because this is what she needs. You know, this is what you need to do. So you need to just, you need to pick up this weight and you need to put it in your backpack and then you need to put these other positions in there and you need to, to keep going. So I remember we struggled of shifting that power because on one side you wanted to shift it and on the other side, you still wanted a little bit of control on who you were. And it's like, I had to navigate that. I'm like, well, how does it look like? Are you going to pass me and trust me, you know, to be able to handle this weight? And knowing that I got you, you know? But, like, at the same time, know that I'm struggling over here. That I I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. This is all new to me. And nobody helped me with it, you know? So, but you knew the pathway, and I and I didn't. And this, it's, this sounds so crazy because it feels like almost like being a victim, but it's not. It's just, it was reality. It was like, what do I do? You know? I mean, and, like, that's and, fair. And, and, and how do you succeed? Because you want to succeed. At the end of the day, I wanted to succeed. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to fulfill that. Um, but it was, it was a lot. And I, maybe, I guess I, I, I wish we had spoken about it than to say, this is exactly how I feel and that I need help. And I think a lot, and even especially in business, you know, we we don't speak our feelings. I didn't speak my feelings because it's like I didn't want to be a letdown or maybe she won't understand or maybe she will come back and say, well, how could you not fulfill this? You know, it's, will I be understood, you know? Um and that was very that was very difficult to to fathom and and understand and know that I will get this support, you know. Will we go back? Can we go back to a partnership, you know? And 
get to this position that we are today of saying, hey, you want me to be in this husband role? You want me to be in this household role? Like, build this up with me, you know? Help me get there, and then you can step aside. But it was difficult to say, you know, here you go. Here's the, here's the keys. And you got to get into this car that you've never driven before. And I got to find where to put the key first and make sure that I can figure out how to drive it. So it, it, it was difficult, but it was, the willingness to do it and to figure it out was definitely there because the people that were involved and, and the reasoning and the why was important. And, yeah. and, and it mattered. And it outweighed what I had to carry. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> do you feel like this, like what you're describing, was that your biggest, like, growing pain for that transition? Like, us in ter- the transition of me going pro and, like, us shifting our life, was that it? Was it the, like, stepping into the role and, like, learning those sho- I want to say, like, learning those shoes or yeah i mean think about it like you had these different positions so you're kind of like spread thin mm-hmm. upon you know these roles that that now you're taking upon and forget the fact that you got to you know provide you know the basics to your wife and and babies and have them sheltered and that abundance lifestyle forget that it's like you're fulfilling these roles and then you're which now- at the time we did not subscribe to also that the abundance lifestyle that you just mentioned, like that's language that we didn't even start using until well, I'm saying years like, later. And coming where we came from and coming from right. buying peaches, for example, you're going to have a little bit of by abundance. And I'm talking about, I'm going to have money after bills are paid. So right. that way we can go to a drive-in movie theater. Right. We well, can go on a date. We can do something outside of saying, when is the next picture coming? I mean, I get that, but I, but like our audience doesn't, and that's why I like wanted to highlight what you're saying because here I feel like today through Headnapreneur they hear about right our community y'all hear about abundance and you see it as one thing you see it as like what exists now what Chelsea experiences now in her business right and like that's not it abundance for us just like he's mentioned like he's mentioning the peaches you know I couldn't afford to buy fresh peaches for Alex. That was, <laughs> that was my reality. So, like, to be able to buy fresh fruit was an abundance. Like to, be, like, to be able to go out on dates, like you mentioned, to go to the drive-in theater, like, that was abundance. So, when we say abundance, it's, like, it's not even about, like, um, you know, designer clothes no, and vacations. We're literally talking about, like, quality of life. Yes. You know? Yes. Sorry, I didn't cut you off, but I'm like, I feel like that's really important to highlight because, you know. It's to say that I want this and I can buy this, Mm -hmm. you know, at that moment. And we're talking about the bare minimum. We're not talking about lavish lifestyle. Yeah. You know? Um, But anyways, to go back to your question, it's it's, now it's uh, the the biggest growing pain was was feeling left behind. Um, It was noticing the gaps that needed to be fulfilled. Um. But then I couldn't be the weight to hold you back, you know? It's like you were starting to take off and start to go pro. And even what we moved then after that, um, seeing that, okay, now you are starting to kind of flap your wings. Maybe you haven't flown yet, but you started to flap your wings. And it's like, okay, I have to maintain this 
let's call it a balancing act over here between these positions, have to maintain this balancing act and make sure that we have what we need as a family. So that way you can step aside and start flapping your wings over there and see if you can take this off and, and, and fly and chase what you need to do. So it's like, I want you to do that. And it's not that I, did, I, I didn't want to. I wanted you to fly. And I'm going to sit there and cheer you on, but I'm going to stay in the ground and take care of what we need over here and, and, and let you take off, you know? Mm. So. That's, that's heavy. All right, Hennepreneurs, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode, but I do want to invite you to join us next week for the next segment inside of our interview. I just want to highlight for you that the purpose of our being so um, open and generous with our story is because some of the conversations that um, that Ahmed and I have had over the past year um, especially as he has seen me do the work that I do with entrepreneurs specifically. Together, we have had lots of conversations. We've had a lot of perspective and insight on the things, the challenges, the growing pains, et cetera, that come up as we entrepreneurs build our businesses and the impacts of that, um, that dynamic on home life and on home relationships and so forth. And so um, I do want to encourage you, um, if you're in that space where you are learning to navigate what it is to have your business alongside of having your partnership or your marriage or whatever significant relationship exists for you, I want to invite you to kind of uh, take inquiry, right? Take inquiry, um, take um uh, a, a little bit of inventory also of where you might spot things inside of your own dynamic that perhaps are being mirrored or shared inside of what we are offering to you through uh, what's been our lived experience. And of course, as we continue throughout this series, I really do want to open up the floor to you to um, commune with me also. Come join join us, talk to us over in the Entrepreneur community. Um, if you're not already a member of the Facebook group, now's a great time for you to join. Um, you can visit hennepreneur.com slash community for um, access to the group. But uh, you're welcome to come in and join and and even to ask questions. If you have questions around um, around marriage and business or partnership and business or how to navigate some of the challenges that are found therein, you're more than welcome to, um, to ask those things there. And I will be happy to answer from my perspective. And if it's helpful um, to have the partner's perspective, as well, then I'm happy to bring Ahmed in to, um, to help to, to moderate those questions for you also. So um, with that, we'll wrap up for today. I do want to invite you to join us back here next week for the next part of our series. And I hope that you are having an excellent, excellent day ahead. I'll chat with you later. Bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennepreneur Podcast, and I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennepreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennepreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you'd take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennepreneur community, pop over to hennepreneur.com. 
I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.